0: Magic makers, Kelsey Foremost here, your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. Entrepreneurship. I had a harder time saying that word today. I am so freaking pumped to introduce you to today's guest. This is my childhood friend. I grew up with this amazing woman. I've known her for over 30 years. She is a huge inspiration to me, and she is Dr. Katie Schlein-Valadez. She is a chiropractor, owns her own chiropractic practice called Family Connection Chiropractic out of San Diego, California. And Katie generously agreed to come on the podcast today to talk about a few topics, but I initially asked her because I wanted to talk about how emotional and psychological trauma are stored in our bodies. Katie's a chiropractor. She sees a lot of people, hears a lot of stories that really run the spectrum. And she has such an incredible take and such an incredible expertise in understanding how the body and symptoms can be the keys that unlock our healing, um, beyond just healing our bodies, beyond just anesthetizing symptoms like we are wont to do in Western culture, take a pill, have a problem, take a pill, right? And how Katie approaches things is much more holistically, because, you know, we continue to see so much research about how, emotional trauma, psychological trauma, how all of that really does affect our health, our physical health, and our body really can be an entry point into healing, not just physical symptoms, but emotional and psychological symptoms as well. Really healing your body can be a mental health tool. It's a a symbiotic relationship. So I'm so grateful that Katie came on to speak about that today but that's just one part of this incredible conversation. It is pride month, happy pride month. It is June and Katie is a member of the, as she puts it, the rainbow community. And her business is a truly beautiful, open, safe space and accepting environment for all those in the LGBTQIA plus community. And in this conversation, She really opened my eyes as to how families in the gay community really have such a different experience when it comes to healing, when it comes to seeking out those safer accepting environments. It can often be more expensive. It can often require a huge emotional cost. There's a lot of hypervigilance in the gay community that happens behind the scenes So I was really blessed to share in that story with Katie today, and I'm so excited to share that aspect of this with you all. So thank you for being here. I am so excited for you to learn more. I'm so excited for you to maybe get some ideas on how you can use your body to access some things that maybe you might benefit from working on um god this one's so good you guys thank you thank you thank you for being here please enjoy this amazing conversation with my friend Dr. Katie Katie Schlein welcome to find your magic
1: how are you I can't believe I I'm so glad like I've I've seen your life I would say through so I'm not gonna lie I was watching a movie on the plane it was and 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 there you were like oh really yeah (laughs) It was. Uh, it's a movie with Zach Efron.
0: Oh yeah, We Are Your Friends, the DJ movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and I was like, Oh my god, that's Kelsey. Like I was like, I know her. And I was like, you know <laughs> I know that girl. <laughs> like I grew up with her. Like it was so cool. And it's just so cool to have seen. I've followed your career like from afar on social media, and I think yeah. But I think every time we've always connected or talk, our conversations have been of substance and uh, validity, and like. Just Mm. honesty. And we have like a very, very long history, I think, of growing up together. We have a
0: very long history growing up together. I was trying to think. I mean, we've known each other 30 years, Katie.
1: I know. I still have the journal your mom gave to me at my mom's service. That she wrote in and was like, here, I think you should have this. I still have it. Yeah, I still have it. Oh, yeah. And your mom like always messages me the sweetest things like, yeah, it's always so sweet. So
0: Mama Mama is yeah. also a 2. So before we hit record, yeah. Katie and I were talking about the Enneagram and no surprise we're both 2s oh, yeah. with a 3 yes. wing. Mama is a two. The three-wing
1: is because we went to Parker, I think. That's exactly right. Another set of trauma we could talk through in a good way and a bad way, you know, like a slippery slope kind of
0: way. Dude, overachiever trauma. I would love to sink my teeth into that someday. Like growing up in an environment where comparison was the currency. Oh, yeah. You know, comparison in every way, like socioeconomic.
1: Yeah. And you grew up in theater and acting. So that's like comparison. I was an athlete. It's like a very similar, different like identity, but also like just this platform that we chose to express ourselves and like the things to be aware of that, you know, can traumatize you and or create who you are and in a good way. And, uh, in a hard way. Sometimes. Oh my God, completely. Yeah. Well, that's
0: such a good point yeah. about the parallels between growing up doing sports and growing up doing theater or even that's any really of the great. arts because you are judged publicly totally. in a way that people who are maybe we'll just say like academically who identify as like overachieving in the academic space like it's not quite as public. Yeah. You you're not on display totally. for tons of people to judge for your momentary decisions oh, and yes, actions. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. And it feels really good to be praised right.
1: and validated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my
0: God. Oh, yeah. So it's no surprise that that becomes part of your identity. And certainly for both of us, Really fueled like what we chose to do with our lives and how we chose to find ourselves in community, which I think is a wonderful byproduct, right? Of right. being a slippery slope, though. It is a slippery slope. Yes, okay. yes. There's like that teeter totter, right? Or, like a seesaw, and oh, the yeah. on one end of the seesaw there's comparison, and on the other end there's community, and you like Ooh, always right. want to make sure that yeah. you're leaning on the side of the seesaw, that's community and being careful, you're not pushing too hard to tip the scales on the comparison.
1: Is that a, is that a Kelsey? uh, I just made that up right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I love that. You could do a great, uh, great visual of that. No, I think it's a, it's a balance of this parallel of being aware of those things. And I think in this adult life that we're now living that I think you know you and I could have a lot of conversation around it's that balance of doing your own self-work and mm-hmm. own self-check-in and own self-healing with you know being in your lane grounded in who you are and asking yourself constantly like why are you doing these things mm. or you know co- growing up in like a validating we'll say um, comparison identity or world yeah. Coupled with going to a, a school that gave us a lot of opportunity, that I'm personally very, very gracious for, mm-hmm. and created like a lot of probably not great like habits. I think it's like this balance or this conversation around comparison, community, and like where are you doing your self work and like what lane are you in?
0: Oh, God, that's I mean, so like, true. Magic makers back when I was freelancing full time and I only had one-on-one clients, I was in such a pickle because I really didn't understand how I was going to be able to scale my business and be able to actually make money without literally putting more hours in my day. I was so burnt out. I was so exhausted. I didn't know what to do. I hated having to hunt for clients every single month. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you the best thing I did in my business, looking back over the last three years, is create a signature digital course. And I host that course on Kajabi. Kajabi is a sponsor of this podcast, but I would talk about them till the cows come home anyway, because They literally completely changed the way that I do business and have allowed me to pursue the projects that I really want to pursue because I just make money on autopilot now. My course is out into the world. It was so easy to create and launch because not only do they have the best customer support I've ever seen in my life, but you can actually build marketing funnels and email funnels and Like anything that you can possibly think of that you would need as a support for your online course, it's already on Kajabi and they show you exactly how to do it. So if you're like me and you're technology averse, Kajabi is literally the best option for you. And I shopped around and I am so happy I landed with Kajabi. It's the number one most trusted knowledge commerce platform for a reason. So if you want a 30 day free trial, head to kelseyforemost.com slash Kajabi. That's kelseyforemost.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I. And so many people, I think they either don't have the breakdown that forces them to do the self work right. or they're like the self it's like right under the surface and they just choose not to look at it. It's a very brave, very difficult thing.
1: Yeah. And I think too, I think it's also too how you're raised sometimes. Like I mm. think these conversations were pretty apparent and I wouldn't say to the level that maybe our generation approaches. Like, yeah. Well, we have
0: social media though, right? Which yes. is like, there's, totally. there's this addition totally. that social media brings of sharing story That's and true. also of being exposed to other stories, right? Yeah. Like
1: And making these topics okay to talk about.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And topics that unless you really were looking for them in a pre-social media world, right. really were not being exposed to, certainly not regularly. the BIPOC experience, the LGBTQ experience, um, the female experience. There are so many things that are amazing that we have the opportunity to learn about and from.
1: Totally. And I think like, just, it's, it's really interesting, like not to make like light, but there's like certain buzzwords that when you hear people talk and hear how (laughs) how they frame, like you just perfectly like, I knew this conversation would take off in a space just from your first (laughs) sentence, you mentioned something around boundaries for you. And I just was like, oh, like I knew we would like (laughs) so many more things because like you own your own business. Like you've had to create your own boundaries. Like I own my own business. I've had to create my own boundaries with my time, energetic boundaries with how I take care of people. And You know so it doesn't drain me at the end of the day we're two so we have to be mindful of that as an enneagram giving space you know your whole life you did you were on you were like on on yeah and you got worth and money and a job you know as a profession for it you know so i think it's again boundaries like energetically emotionally but also there's this great line here the hear the yes behind the no
0: oh Um, say say that that again for the people in the back
1: (laughs) i know i didn't make it up unfortunately it's here the yes behind the no it's from nonviolent communication oh my god uh yeah marshall rosenberger is the guy that started it and it's just like when you say no to something you say yes to something else in your life or you or you say yes to someone else or something that's important to you or your value that's like a big big mantra in my life um for balance and a thought to self-preservation which is a line from uh, uh, a piece of paper I found in my mom's wallet, after uh, Marty Schlein's wallet after she passed. Mm. Um, it'll probably be a tattoo at some point. on the
0: Mama year. Marty, on, on that would wallet. be a great yeah. tattoo. I have a tattoo of my dad's handwriting on my rib cage. Mm. It is uh, highly recommend. Five stars. <laughs> five. five out of five stars, highly recommend. It hurt like hell. But I totally <laughs> it hurt like hell. That. Having your dead parents handwriting on you. Great experience. I know. I know. Super
1: great. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Cool. Oh, well, man. what for this podcast or for yeah. like this conversation, I know you would reached out, which I'm so grateful for. And I I low key. I was like, oh my God, I'm like a fangirl. Like I'm like, to these <laughs> podcasts. like this feels so amazing. You're so happy. cute, Katie. I'm so happy. Yeah, no. But I know you were asking a little bit about, um, you know, being openly gay in San Diego and serving the LGBTQIA, we'll just say the rainbow population. Um, oh, I
0: like that. That's great. Yeah. I always am nervous I'm going to trip on a letter or say a letter wrong. So I love that. The rainbow.
1: The, the rainbow community. Uh, and I will say, like, being gay, like, I'm never offended. Like, pe- I know people, you know, they want to get everything right. Like, it's, um, yeah, Of course. Know
0: it's, you want to be respectful, yes, but it's but lovely to like hear. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> we do serve, I would say, a decent amount of people in the queer community in our office. But I think also, too, our office is just a safe space for gay families trans families, queer families, because I think we understand the extra layer of what it takes to have a family. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not free in our world. It it takes uh, time, effort, money, uh, energy, emotional capacity, a lot of things.
0: Yes. Um, The cost is so much more than financial.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. And I think as a family chiropractor, I've been able to create a safe space where that is understood and valued um but also too i've i found that a lot of people that don't particularly maybe identify in that community but maybe they're drawn to that community because most of their friends are queer really just appreciate our office as well which is super fun at one point we had like a mostly gay almost yeah we had an all-gay staff for queer staff, like our social media person, we had two interns, a wife and wife couple that are now have their own practice. Like it was, it was just, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a really good time. So I'm really grateful that you asked me to be a part of this.
0: um, I'm so, I'm, well, I'm I'm so humbled. You're
1: like, can we kick off pride month? I'm like, yeah, sure. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm super humbled. Well, I was so excited in particular to have, have you kick off pride month because we are closer, personal friends. Yeah. I'm not interviewing a stranger from the internet. So I totally. feel that, like, <laughs> I feel that, you know, safety in asking questions, yeah. but also cool. I heard something on another podcast that I love shout out this ends at prom. It is a movies podcast. Absolutely nothing about this. Like it's okay. not a sister podcast or anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a wife couple who watch teen girl movies together together. Because one of them uh, grew up as a teen boy and is now a trans woman and was never exposed to these stories of teen girldom. And in one of the episodes recently, she was describing how she made the decision to move from a small town in the Midwest to Los Angeles and how much more expensive it is to live in LA. But she said, there is a price for safety In the trans community. And so, strikes me what you were saying about families in the gay community having this different experience and having a completely different financial experience, too, on top of the cost of the emotional trauma, the hypervigilance of knowing whether you are safe. And for anybody listening to this who is in the rainbow community or think they might be in the rainbow community who doesn't live in a city where those services and communities are available to you. I just want to say like they exist. I promise like there are places that are safe for you and this is one of them. And I'm really, really honored that we're co-creating a little corner of it together.
1: Well, thank you, Kelsey. That means a lot. And I think it's, you know, I, I, I can't relate to the trans discrimination that's happened and that, you know, continually has happened for years and years. And I look at growing up gay as a spectrum mm. in a space of like how hard, like there's always someone that has a harder, right? Mm. Um, so I would say in the spectrum of weird journeys and people that are in that community that have had really hard times, I am really grateful that I am in San Diego in a city that, you know, has a lot of visibility and a lot of support. It is, It is interesting though a podcast that we both really love Um, did actually talk a little bit about though how now because like Pride Month is the cool thing like old maybe are you talking about old Navy Pride yeah (laughs) yeah like oh now it's cool like and I don't know what what it was but someone said like actually like we didn't like need everyone to get on board like we liked having our little corner alone what I first thought because I think I am in a unique age demographic where i didn't grow up in like the stonewall era where like it was a secret but i didn't grow up in the era where like american apparel t-shirts
0: love is love everywhere Mm -hmm.
1: exactly so it's like this weird like transitory like transition era where the way i kind of phrased my experience at parker was it was really hard i didn't grow up in the era that being gay was cool
0: yeah that's our elementary school by the way guys yeah
1: it's where we went to school middle and high school and it was a pretty conservative privileged community and i think just being with other people that i've been with and people that i've been with over the years specifically my most recent relationship she's from a small town and she she was like this is like normal like everyone it was cool like it wasn't like and i'm like oh interesting like when mm-hmm. you go to a diverse more diverse school there's more diverse people, and people isn't that
0: interesting so it's not <laughs> you know? the zip code it's the it's I think the it's, yeah, culture totally. it's, yeah, the, it's culture. the culture
1: and I think something that struck me when I heard that podcast around like like oh old navy basically the premise for people listening is like like there's a group of with it like I'm over here like cool pride month this is awesome like I'm into it I'm here for it but then there's some people in the gay and the queer community that feel like, yo, like we didn't need this. Like this mm-hmm. is too much. You're just getting on board for money or whatever, which I think is also valid.
0: Valid. Yes.
1: And true. But I also sometimes wonder if that and I say this from a place of like empathy, mm-hmm. but if people in the older generation feel this way potentially because they were so traumatized by having to be secretive and having their own corner and small community that they might it be safer. Exactly. So it's like almost from a understanding of, we don't need you involved in our life. We like our life without you
0: Mm -hmm. like big
1: corporations that are mostly heteronormative run. Right. You know? So it's like, there's gotta be something in the middle that totally good moving forward. But at the end of the day, I just thought it was a, it was an interesting perspective that I, I don't totally relate with, but I think the older generation would, I was in women's basketball prior to becoming a chiropractor And it was not okay to be out and gay when Mm -hmm. I was in coaching like 10-ish years ago. But the generation even before like still isn't super out. Like there's some women in women's basketball that are in coaching that everyone knows that they're together, but like they don't come out and say it because Mm -hmm. it's their life and they can live it how they want to live it. But I think that generation was so like, this is how we do things, you know? And now like if you're 30 and married to a woman, it's like fine in women's basketball to be out about it, you know? So yeah. it's just, it's cool to see change. And I, I think, you know, we always still have a long ways to go in, in, in certain cities and States. And I mean, we're and
0: in you know, government. We're
1: really, yeah. And we're lucky to be in San Diego here. Right. We're really lucky to be in San Diego that way. So I think, yeah, it's it's a ongoing conversation. Yes. I have, what I what a line one of my practice members said I have complicated feelings about complicated issues.
0: That's beautiful. Because yeah, I think that she's that's... an English teacher. Of course. She,
1: yeah, yeah, of course. She's like one of my favorite members. But you know, I think that I, I take care of a lot of law enforcement in my office, I take care of a lot of queer families, I take care of people in the BIPOC community, you know, so there's a lot of big issues. That You're I exposed feel
0: like, to a lot of complicated yes, exactly.
1: issues. Exactly, Yeah. And I was a healthcare provider in COVID, you know, and and, t- and being in person with people and and being in close proximity to people. And I'm a holistic healthcare provider, you know, right. so there's a lot of like over Lapping issues in my sometimes. I would (laughs) your Venn diagram is
0: your Venn diagram looks like a flower instead of it being two like things, two circles. You've got like 10 circles that look like a flower overlapping.
1: I not to, I don't want to like this. This podcast is not meant to be all I'm trying to say is I would be in my office sometimes and I would like watch people walk by and people tell me a lot of intimate things. Yeah, and I'm like this, like. This, end, this office is like an energy to hold a space for a lot of different people's, like, stuff and feelings and opinions and issues. And we have, like, a lot of different, like, things. And Swirling. my goal in the office, yeah, my goal in the office is to be very, very impartial. And because I have my own opinions, too. Of course. So I, like, the last two years have had to, like, really check my stuff at the door and just hold a lot of space for people. I do have a hard line with people around like if you walk in and you have like an anti gay or anti like something and I'm like right. nah that ain't gonna fly like sorry. So that's a like, perfect I'm gay. that's out. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. And luckily like they would never know that. And, like I've had some some members like in the first visit be like duh, 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 and they've said some things that were not okay and I'm like hey this isn't the right space for you sorry. Yeah. Like we yeah. have a lot of different types of people here and a lot of different very polarizing communities right now in our world like this needs to be a safe space where we are kind we are empathetic and we are supportive Mm -hmm. no matter what job you do the race you are who you are married to like this is a very accepting kind place so if you ain't okay with that you ain't the one
0: totally Magic Makers, I am so humbled to share this note I just got from a woman named Tina who owns her own dental practice. And she is a student in my signature course copy class. And she just wrote to tell me that she implemented my high five email system that I teach in module four and her revenue immediately quadrupled. Just from changing the words in her email welcome sequence, she made four times as much money From her emails, you guys, if you're not learning basic copywriting skills, you're really missing out. And I really would love to be the one who teaches you. So if you want, head to kelseyforemost.com slash copy class and learn everything that I have inside that signature course for non-writers. Everything from email marketing to how to write a website and everything in between. It's kelseyforemost.com slash copy class. Totally. So let's talk about this for a second, because I think you've really touched on something special here, Katie. So when you are in business for yourself, there can be immense pressure to just say yes to every client who wants to pay you. Right. And I actually think it is a mark of emotional intelligence. And actually it's a lot of work to figure out what are my personal values and how do they apply to my business? Tell me about the journey of figuring out your boundaries for your business and how I mean I love how you just said it like this isn't the space for you but how might someone who maybe doesn't have that same skill set start to hold their own boundaries and maybe turn some people away even if it means turning down money.
1: Yeah, that is a great question and I I think in the beginning everyone has to have their process with getting comfortable with their relationship with money, number one. And number two, having an abundant mindset. So number one, the book, uh, Little Money Bible is really helpful for anyone starting their own business. It's like a little just like quick hitter, like you could read a page and just like your money and mindset relationship. Because I think when you are asking for money, collecting money, having your own business and setting your own fees, you really have to take a hard look in the mirror of your relationship with money and where it comes from. Because all of our belief systems, how we spend money, how we organize money, our triggers around it is all usually from childhood, but also from our own life experience and, and highs and lows, right? So I think that number one, examine your relationship with money, work on it. Number two, in the beginning, it can be really challenging to say yes to people that you know aren't good fits, aren't your target marketer, aren't people that are going to actually, end at the end of the day, give you energy and serving and taking care of them. So I used to walk in, it sounds like so kind of like woo-woo, but that's who I am. Love it.
0: You're, yeah. you, I promise yeah. you're in a um, safe space yeah, to be woo. I figured. I figured.
1: <laughs> so in the beginning of starting my own practice, like I didn't have a lot of money in my bank account. And I would walk in every conversation that I would have with members about care. Like people can feel that if you like are in a space of scared or scarcity or what have you. So I would just walk into my office before and tell my brain I had like 20 grand in the bank.
0: That's so good.
1: And again, like, and again, like, or maybe at the time it was like, I got five grand in the bank. Cause at the time, like five was like a big number to me. Yes. You know, or whatever, and no judgment where you're at. But again, like pick a number that feels big to you, but doesn't feel unreachable and just tell yes. your brain that, right? When you walk in before you're gonna have these like conversations as a business owner.
0: I'm gonna start two. doing this, Katie. Like I'm gonna start yeah, doing this really, now.
1: It really <laughs> helps. It can really, really help. And then number two, I'm a universe God, like higher power person. So I would just yeah. say, God, like send me all the people you can serve, I can serve today. Yes. And I just know at the end of the day, your ability and capacity to serve, whether it be clients, whether it be in, in, a, in a chiropractic setting, whether it be in, like a, in, a, in a storefront setting, in, a, in an online business setting, your ability and bandwidth to serve the certain amount of people, like the universe will send you that amount.
0: Mm. So
1: I'm at a point in my practice where I need another set of hands, I need another chiropractor. And I know our office will not be able to serve more families and people until we get that person. Right. Um, you know, we teeter at this number every month and we can't seem to break over the, you know? And it's like, yeah. clearly we just need like another set of hands. Yeah. Because my energy, my capacity, my ability to hold, whatever that looks like has a tipping point, right? So I think that really comes into play, going back to your question, is like getting clear on your mindset around money. Mm-hmm. But then also at a certain point, being able to reflect back, like I'll reflect back now on people and be like, they are not the right fit. I'm good if they don't start care. Yeah. Like they're just not, whether it be like what we mentioned before, like things that are triggering for our office in a safe space or just mm-hmm. in general, like not the right fit for our office Right. in like a really specific target market set space of energy at the end of the day. Like if they're going to, if they're going to drain me, my staff, be rude to me or my team, like they're not worth it. Totally.
0: I think, God, that's such a simple way of looking at it. And so true. Like, is this person worth it? I think about copywriting clients that I had back when I was just a freelance copywriter, taking like job after job, like figuring out what that was going to look like. Um, And clients who were the squeakiest wheels were often draining me of so much more energy. It was like having three clients instead of one. So it actually, the way that I looked at it was like a super, super discounted monetarily project. And if I felt that, then I was like, I don't need to continue giving this person a 70% discount because really it's like four clients in one
1: not fucking worth it
0: not fucking worth it you are absolutely
1: it's so not worth it it's just not worth it and time is energy like your energy is money and Mm -hmm. when you get to a place I think where I am in practice where I have some stuff in my personal life that I'm navigating my own personal stuff some stuff like with yeah just my personal life in general my reserves for energy are slim like my yeah. margin for error. <laughs> so I like
0: that. I'm- I like that term, your reserves, mm-hmm. your energy yeah. reserves. Yes.
1: Because at the end of the day, like I need people right now in my practice that I really love seeing my practice is like the space for like healing and feeling okay and good about my life. And I mean, to put it um, candidly, or I guess, vulnerably, or just honestly, I'm, um, I'm separated. From a partner who I really, really love and really care about, and who's really lovely and wonderful, so my practice is now my space that's like can be healing and and energy rich instead of um, grieving and sad and hard in ways. So that being said, I, I need to be around people that are gonna um, really like lift me up. And obviously I, I, my job is to serve and take care of them. But at the end of the day, like if they're draining or rude or what have you, um, they're just not like our people right now and that's okay.
0: That's so true. And we were speaking a little bit before we hit record about the power of speaking about healing while you're actually doing it instead of after the fact, when you're quote unquote fixed right. Or quote unquote better. And the truth, because the truth is like, we're constantly in some sort of stage of healing about something. So it is so important to recognize that our personal healing journeys, our personal lives, things that may be more difficult in different areas are absolutely going to affect Our ability to show up for others at work and outside of work, like it's going to happen. So there's great power in voicing that and understanding how to take care of yourself in that moment.
1: Yeah, it's huge. And I think that is a really beautiful way to say, like, talk about the healing while you're in it instead of at the end when, it, like, everything's tied up in a nice little bow and you're like, okay,
0: I'm good. Yeah, um, That and an I overachiever think, energy comes yeah, right back around.
1: Or it's also just, like, not wanting to be vulnerable or not wanting yeah. to be authentic or what have you. And I think it's been interesting navigating my wife and I are separated, like I shared, like navigating this process while I'm in my practice, where my practice is a happy, uplifting, fun-filled space. Mm. And I don't get to come to the office and be low because my office energy and my business and my job and just everything depends Mm. on me carrying the energy, right? Mm. So I think that has been one of the challenges and days. Like I don't get to call in sick. Like, I don't get to have things off unless I schedule it and we close and whatever. Like, I don't get to be like, oh, I'm taking a personal day. And I've taken that upon myself, like in a commitment to my members and my own healing too, to like, continue to show up
0: Mm. even when I
1: don't feel like it some days, because Mm -hmm. when I get there, it does turn on luckily. Um, it's i'm realizing it's the getting there that's hard for me sometimes God, that's
0: but that's so universal Katie. Yeah. it's that it's that it's just, like you just
1: got to get there sometimes totally
0: yeah. and this is for yeah. anybody who's experienced any sort of depression um that is like therapy 101 when you mm-hmm. are in that cocoon and of course there are times when you need to actually like sure. cocoon and rest truly yeah. but there's usually like, usually if you're super honest with yourself, you know, the answer of whether you really need that, like rest and cocooning, or if you just really don't feel like going out into the world, it's very different. Very, very different.
1: Totally. And I think, you know, the more you get into with your body, you know, you can be like, oh, I haven't slept in three nights or, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Like where as females are, people with menstrual cycles like that's a thing too that plays a role like my me and my business coach and our 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 mastermind group we all joke that like the three days before our period like not a lot of work gets done other than like the bare. like I go to my office and I come home but all the extra like stuff I need to do outside of the office it just takes so much sl- more time. Yeah, like I'm just like, it's not- or I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like I'm a little bit more emotional, or like I'm just like not feeling it, or like I'm just like I'm gonna be in the sun today and like maybe do a few emails and be done, you know? Like totally,
0: yeah, that's like, real though. Just, that's real.
1: Yeah, it, it's and we joke that we should plan like our big like things around our cycle. Or whatever
0: there are people and, who do. I actually yeah. was talking yeah, to yeah, a yeah. friend of mine, Kate Korsmeyer do it, man. This friend of mine, Kate Kordsmeyer. Things, yeah. yeah. She has an entire business coaching, um, system where in general, she will say like, this is the week when you're the highest testosterone, like you have for the highest energy this week. Like this is the week yeah. to get shit done. Like this is the week when things are sort of middle ground. Like this is a good creative time, like planning, planting yes. seeds. And yes. then this like week of, like, that is when you let things take root. That is when you like check in with your emotions. That is when you check in with, you you know, your energy levels, recalibrate where you need to. And it's a Game changer. Well, yeah. let's talk for a second That's more because you're a chiropractor, so you're a cl- holistic health practitioner, yes. and so much of your work is focused on healing the body. And I know we've talked, we've nerded out hard on like the relationship between healing emotionally and psychologically and healing physically. Can you give us some like,
1: yeah, fun? Oh yeah, like, cool <laughs> stuff around that. Do um, it. So there's a book. And it's like also just a, a thing that people throw on the body keeps the score. Yes. Like it just, so the big thing that chiropractors we do as chiropractors is we work with the nervous system, right. And the nervous system throws to the spine and our way of accessing the nervous system is just through the spine. It's just like a lever mm. um, or a button or whatever you want to call it um, or a key, you know, an entry point. So that being said, things that put stress on the spine, ligaments, tissues, what have you. And then now can impact the nervous system and thus impact your cells, tissues, organs, muscles, glands, how your hormones, how your energy flows, your emotions, how you process is all through stress and emotional Mm -hmm. stress is a big thing. So biggest thing when I explain to practice members, physical, chemical, and emotional traumas will disrupt your spine emotional and physical are probably the two biggest ones people don't realize how much this emotional stuff matters so just to give you a sense in the beginning of my intake and on our office tour our our short office tour we say that like hey you might cry some days here that's okay we have a private room for that you can cry in the open adjusting space if you feel safe to do that like whatever you need is totally fine but part of getting body work done specifically in a chiropractic space and getting adjusted or checked regularly is oftentimes there's trauma stored in your nervous system that when released equal crying and crying is just energy coming out. I tell people after their first adjustment, if you get in the car and start crying, you get home, start crying. That's okay. Like this is normal. Um, do not be alarmed by it. Like this happens sometimes, especially with the technique that I do. I do a little bit more of a specific neurological technique called torque release technique that really accesses the nervous system a little bit differently than the manual osseous adjustment um Mm. not better or worse just different and that often attracts people that really like um a different approach in that way Uh, so i would say people i um I'm not a therapist by any means. I'm a big fan of therapy. That's also uh aside from finding chiropractors for people, I love finding therapists for people. <laughs> um, I have like a running list in my office and now I know like okay, this member went to this one, they like them, and this member and this member kind of similar. I think this will be a good like I love <laughs> like doing that. That's I love so like matchmaking. Like I love matchmaking couples. I love dude, we need like, therapy
0: therapist. matchmaking.
1: Like, yeah, I love like I'm a big like connect, like I love doing that. Um, but nonetheless when there's emotional processing happen, like, okay, personally, I'm going through a a transition, big, deep inner work, like personally, um, like grieving a relationship of someone I really love, doing my own work, like a lot of self-work personally, self-reflecting, like mirror, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I do, I get checked a little bit more regularly. Um, I do a lot of other stuff to make sure is on point other Mm -hmm. than therapy and what have you. Uh, But, but chiropractic just from a sense and kids too, kids have trauma too. So uh, I've had kids that have been physically or sexually abused. And that is a very unique process in obviously chiropractic. I'm we're touching, you know, I'm touching the practice member. So I might work around someone if they've had trauma emotionally or physically, around usually our members lay face down, but I'll just Mm -hmm. say, Hey, if you rather lay face up, I can check you face up and we can work around it. Um, Mm -hmm. because there's things that are stored in the body that people need to journey through and get through to become more comfortable. I had a practice member I'm really close to a lot of trauma and, um, she's her and her family, they become awesome. They become personal friends actually outside the office. And in her first intake, I could tell just very closed off and had shared You know she she might want the private room most of the time for adjustments i was like cool no worries um and then through this process has like totally opened up and and just felt like chiropractic for her is totally a space to work through her emotional stuff one to work through emotional stuff but also two physically she notices when she's an emotional processing space in her life around stuff physically her symptoms come up too so our body is going to communicate to us always, right? It's yeah. always speaking to us and talking to us. So if there's stuff physically going on in your body, it's always talking to you. Mm-hmm. What's going on physically, but emotionally what's happening in your body that can manifest physically. And that's, I think the big thing that most of the general public doesn't correlate is mm-hmm. this like physical, emotional connection with body symptoms, headaches, fatigue, energy, digestion, low back pain, Yes, all, all types of things that- that come from our emotional processing.
0: God, I love that, Katie. And it's so true. Like there's so much, it's like a treasure hunt. And exactly. I think that we yep. often, um, we anesthetize symptoms. I'm certain, I've certainly been guilty of that. We, because that's how our culture is like, yeah, oh, some things course. you have a headache. Here's a pill. You have yep. cramps. Here's a pill. You have yep. body aches. Here's a pill. You can't sleep. Yep. Here's a pill. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. When in reality, there's just so much that can be done instead of just anesthetizing and numbing, really understanding the root of so much of these things is emotional. (laughs) Um, And like opening yourself up to that possibility in the first place is a lot of work. But I would encourage anybody listening, like get curious. My, My therapist calls the body the check engine light. And she was like, if something's going on, like that's your check engine light, check your engine before you just keep on driving. So Exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's what I, I often, I often assimilate chiropractic care to getting like your tires change or oil change or what have you like. Granted, I recommend coming a little bit more frequently than every three to six months. Right. Um, <laughs> but even when people like are in a good space, like that's why our, our help, like our, our help plus membership, like. I, my recommendation, my goal, I tell people is like, I want to get you to once a week or twice a month as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long that'll take. These are my recommendations, but, 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 but that's like, I get checked minimum once a week, sometimes twice, but that's Mm -hmm. me because I work in this environment. I'm taking on a lot of people's energy. My job is physical. That's why I get, but maybe your life needs once a week or twice a month. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's a great regular habit. Check engine light, right? To keep your nervous system again, inflammation and stress comes through your nervous system and then months later comes and it's just like a cavity right
0: right so it comes
1: later as some sort of symptom that now we're taking a pill potion lotion or pill and we're already pill, like potion, in the red. <laughs> yeah i got all the things i love time. that I'm, yeah pills potions so, and like, lotions <laughs> yeah exactly so so why not get in front of it instead of wait till your check engine light is on or your yeah. gas tank is low yeah instead of like doing like i i take care of um a decent amount of law enforcement and the amount of physical and emotional stuff that they deal with and the sleep schedule will really fuck a nervous system up. Yeah. And the ones that I would say thrive in their life most, uh, get promoted before they're supposed to maybe Mm timeline-wise in their career, uh, get asked to do cool special ops things are the ones in my
0: office. Like I'm not
1: surprised-
0: that's right. That
1: like all the ones that I take care of or a, a few of them specifically that are really diligent about their care. Yeah. Like, even they come regularly when their low back isn't, and, and they work out and they do other things. Like they're really on top of it because mm-hmm. like, I'm not surprised. Like
0: Preventative care. It's yeah. like, that is the magic. They come, they're
1: like, I got promoted to da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, I'm not surprised. You put in the work. Like this is That's a part right. of that. And I'm honored to be a part of that. And too- I always joke, like, we will have, like, people in our office, like, get new jobs. And they'll be, like, three or four a month. And I'm, like, like this is so cool. <laughs> and, I, and I always say, like, good for you. This, this, you got this because you take care of yourself. You give back to yourself. You come regularly here. And, and the people that come regularly to my office, like, they do other things in their life, too, for themselves. Sure. They're yeah. With boundaries. They go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, in, they're aware. And I get that all this stuff is a privilege and mm-hmm. i'm aware of that and there are a lot of cool other resources that if you don't have the means to do these things there's a lot of cool community based i have something in my office for that there's mm-hmm. there's community therapy there there's other things that there's other resources there's
0: access that. yeah yes, yeah there is. it can be and, found and, and, and
1: th- there needs to get more i'm not saying that yes. it's a perfect system yet and i and i want to acknowledge that all this stuff of course. is a privilege but I will say that that emotions, and especially the last two years, like Esther Perel, I'm sure yeah. you're a fan, yeah, love her, I One love her, her. Girls, right? I will try
0: not to offend her yeah, with of, my terrible uh, Tom Jackson. <laughs> I
1: know she's so great. Where but should
0: we begin?
1: About... I know she's so great, but she she talked about the pandemic being an accelerant for a lot of people's stuff. Oh,
0: fuck. Yeah. And,
1: and I really think she, I don't maybe know if she used that word, but that was like the gist of it. Mm-hmm. And I think she really hit the nail on the head in in people's stuff coming out. And I think I would say like five to 10 years, like I will still be seeing people in my office coming through like, yep, we had, we were in the pandemic and it was like a really, really not, experience and five to ten years later like still having a ton of stuff around
0: oh it. yeah we store yeah, all that like, yeah, we store all totally that small. we're still we're still in survival mode I think like yeah, I, I s- think certainly for me
1: five or ten years yeah totally just integrating this experience
0: yes yeah. oh my 100%. gosh So Katie, where can people find you and support you and interact with you? Is social media the best spot? I know you've got a website. If people are, are curious, chiropractic curious, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, totally. Thanks for asking. Um, so, uh, I, I'd like to clarify My name is Katie Schlein-Valadez. Valadez, um, is my married name. Schlein is how you and I know each other. But if you go and find me in life, um, I also, want to honor um my my last name in that regard Mm -hmm. um but i'm valid as as my chiropractic practice Uh, it's v-a-l-a-d-e-z my family practice is family connection chiropractic so instagram is at family connection Cairo, and then our website is www.familyconnectionchiropractic.com and then my chiropractic instagram um if you ever have questions, I like I said, love finding chiropractors all over the world for people. I have colleagues, friends, um, people I've served with in India, uh, went to school with community, like all over the place I could find you a good chiropractor it is D-R period K-A-T-I-E. And then my last name valid as V-A-L-A-D-E-Z. And then if you are in San Diego and have questions or are interested in becoming a practice member, you can reach out to our website or our Instagram um, and then obviously I'm always here for questions insight support and also just these conversations around healing I am a sucker for these combos <laughs> I think it's I just think it's like such a beautiful space to talk through things yeah. and talk about different resources or different i I have like a whole list of Instagram therapists that I follow. oh yeah I really love in addition to jay shetty and some other really good like people oh i feel
0: like um, i'm best friends with dr nicole uh LaPera, the holistic psychologist i'm like you don't know me but we're best friends <laughs> yeah
1: her book is her book is good too.
0: how to do the work man that yeah. book is yeah, a great. that was a life-changing book for me yeah. i read that right after my breakup last year and i was like Ooh, oh yeah. boy howdy <laughs> yeah it's a
1: really good one um I'm trying to think of other... I have a friend, Morgan Overstein, and uh, we grew up... We actually all went to school together, but uh, she's also a chiropractor. And we joke around trying to have, like, boundaries with Instagram. And we're both kind of known to, like... Take a break from Instagram. Like I'm big into deleting it from my phone and then just like mm-hmm. going on it on my computer, like at work if I mm. need to like check stuff from my business, you know? I love that. Um, yeah, it actually is like really freeing to delete it from your phone. Um, but we joke and we should have like a burner account that we just like follow, like therapy, like just like mindset. A therapy. Finsta.
0: Have you heard of this?
1: No, what is a it?
0: Finsta is a, a fake, fake Instagram. Instagram where like you don't have to put any personal information up um, and you just like follow either like one group of people or you can check up on people and they won't know that it's you, Dr. Katie. Like, oh yeah, get a Finsta.
1: <laughs> a Finsta, yeah. I think Morgan and I are just gonna use it as a burner account for basically the only log into that one to like look through like some good mindset stuff. I love that. And like get off like, yeah. Like-,
0: like not have it related to your personal life at all. I think yeah, that's really smart.
1: It's like the mindless school. And like, it's
0: just, not you like- should listen to the episode that we aired of this podcast in may for mental health awareness month. Um, I had a digital wellness expert, Dan Fox, come on and talk about the psychology of notifications and different oh, yeah. ways that you can actually like really improve your mental health um, yeah. by turning your phone, like by, by deactivating some things on your phone to help.
1: Oh yeah. Huge. Liz Gilbert talks about, um, social media. I mean, it's like the same thing as smoking of our generation. That's right. It's an addiction. And it's like, it's, and it's the same, it's the same psychology. Mm-hmm. Like there's really smart people that know how to get you. Yeah. That Know how to hook you in all the things. And it's yeah. like, no, no, no surprise that like you're, you know, lurking an X or lurking some product and then you get an ad for something that they're in. That's or, right. That's you know, right. Like, or like,
0: it's man, all energy. Actually- too. Exactly. So yeah. it's
1: like, it's just like how Instagram works and it just preys on like people's it makes me sad. Like it preys on people's stuff and wounds. Yeah. And-
0: yes. And it can be a space also if used mindfully totally. and with totally. intention, right. 100%. Where we can find those resources 100% totally yeah. the slippery totally. slopes of
1: life of all you know all the things
0: absolutely slippery slippery slopes of life we just need some really good skis <laughs> oh good one <laughs> but is that,
1: the, is that the title of this episode
0: it, it, well it is now
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you asking. This was awesome. Oh,
0: of course, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on. And we'll put all of Katie's information in the show notes below you guys. So definitely don't worry. You'll be able to get in touch with her. Ask her any questions you might have. We're just so thrilled. Just thank you again. Thank you for your, your magic.
1: Thanks, Kelsey. (laughs) I love and appreciate you.
0: Ditto. All right, everybody. Take care. Hey, magic maker, if you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.